0: back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline and on today's episode, Joe and I are interviewing the wonderful and amazing Shaughnessy Schroeder. We're so happy she could be on today's podcast. Um, She is a wonderful human being as well as an amazing, amazing content creator. And if you do not follow her, please stop whatever you're doing and go in the show notes of today's episode. Give her a follow on all of her socials and I promise you, you will will not regret it. Um, Today we're going to be talking about how to romanticize your life and we couldn't think of a better guest than Shaughnessy. She truly is amazing at being in the present moment and just really appreciating the day to day. So without further ado, here's Shaughnessy?
1: Okay, we're here and we're here with Shaughnessy and uh, this is really exciting because this is our first time meeting. It's still over a screen, but face to face and I feel like I know you.
2: No, I feel the exact same way. Like we could just talk without like podcasting and it would feel like we've been hanging out like, I don't know, multiple times. A
1: hundred percent. Literally. And how how long have we been following each other? It's been years now, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's been three years, I think.
1: Holy wow. moly. How did how did we find each other? I don't know. Do you know?
2: I have no way. oh, um, I think uh Brie.
1: Oh, it was. Okay. I so, think
2: I follow her. And then I think you guys are friends with her. And yes. she's from Chicago. And like we have mutuals in Chicago. Cause Chicago yeah. Anyway, I think.
1: Okay. So how. she's talking about one of my dear friends, Bree. Um, Not her handle is at B-R-I-K-N-O-P-F.
2: Yes. I did it. And I'll, we'll tag
1: it in the show notes. Uh, but she's actually from Missouri. And her and I are still very, very close friends. She's currently wedding planning. We've been texting a lot, but I love that. I didn't know. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad that Brie brought you into my life because following you has been such a joy. And uh, then you, through me, met Caroline online. Is that how we found C? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Okay. We found me. Yeah. Yes. And
0: it's been such a joy to follow you. And I just want to say this at the beginning, if you do not follow Shaughnessy, you need to listen to this whole podcast and then go follow her on all our channels because yes. I really feel like she brings value and leaves you
1: better than she found you for sure. And I'm going to note at this beginning part where we're talking about how great she is. I think that you bring a level of authenticity to your content while still doing something that's really creative and beautiful and you do it in a way that I don't see others doing. And I have loved watching that journey for you because I feel like when I first started following you, uh, you were having a lot of conversations along the lines of trying to kind of find your voice online. And now here we are years down the road and you just you wow me by how much you've not only found your voice, but how well you execute it and create just beautiful, inspiring things.
2: Thank you. My love language is words of affirmation, so I'm just sitting here and just like glowing. And I want to say something, (laughs) but I want to like, you know, cut you guys off. I feel like, and I say this all the time. I feel like when I turned 30 or was like gearing up to turn 30, something was like just changing in me, and I became a lot more confident in myself, which also made me more confident in like my voice and like sharing my thoughts. Because, I mean, the more you share, the more criticism you get. Just in any space, whether it's online or in person. Um, So you have to be, I think, somewhat confident in like what you're saying. And I feel like for a long time, I was really scared to like, just be open and like share my thoughts. And um, I turned 31 this summer. It's not yet, but it's coming. And I feel like in the last year, year and a half, around two, like I've just really transformed as a person. It's so cool that other people can also see that just like, you know, from miles away. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, you're beaming. Yeah. You were beaming before. I mean, you've always (laughs) been amazing. But it's just something – I agree with you. Something seemed to have just clicked and you took off. I
2: I think not only the confidence, but I also feel like I started being more comfortable in just like my town and like doing my own thing because for a long time I feel like my content was very centered on like – city living and like go 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 and like wanting to be maybe where everyone else was and I live in a town that has like a hundred thousand people but I'm from a town of like 15,000 people um and I feel like for a long time I was kind of not embarrassed but I just didn't want to like showcase it in the way that I do um so with that I tried so hard to like make myself seem very like I don't know, connected to Chicago and things like that. And so now I'm like really comfortable and just like my little town and my little space and my little lake area. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm more comfortable with just being very authentic.
0: I love that. I think too, like as someone that's 23, so in, in like my early 20s and Joe almost 30. So like she's- A intrigued. couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Almost entering that phase, I feel like you're a person for sure, Shaughnessy, that I'm like, wow, I can't wait to get to my 30s while also like enjoying the time I have now. And like I'm very grateful I have people to look up to in that way. Um, but I was listening to your first episode of your podcast. Um, shout out, Shaughnessy just started a podcast, so you all need to go follow it. But I found it so interesting how you said that in your 20s, you weren't like I'm gonna butcher your exact wording, but you said that you weren't as like self-care and you didn't really check in with yourself or like grow into yourself until you got older. You were always focused on pleasing um other people in your life. And as a follower and a listener of that, I was like shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought Shaughnessy always had it figured out, you know, because you follow people because like you either like them or they bring value or however you know you follow people. And I feel like as a viewer listening to this podcast in p- specific, it's really eye-opening. It, she didn't always have it, have it figured out. And I feel like that's inspiring instead of like, oh, she has it figured out. Like, I'll never get there, you know, type thing.
2: No, I feel like Absolutely. I was the complete opposite of how I am now, like 10 years ago, because I'm obviously about to be 31. So like when I was 21, 20. And my husband and I, we've been together since we were 19. And I sometimes look at him and I'm like, how did you want to be with her? Because I don't even like her. And I do appreciate her for like, you know, what she taught me and like what I've learned from her. But I was such a shell of myself. I feel like I would just look at other people and I would see the things that I liked or what other people liked. And I would be like, okay, that outfit, like. I want to wear that or she's like talking in this way or doing this thing like other people like it. So I also want to have that. And so I didn't really have my own thoughts, opinions, or personality or like, I mean, I obviously it was there, but I didn't really want to, I don't know, showcase it, I guess, because I was afraid that people wouldn't like it. So I would just kind of take pieces of everyone else that I saw, all my different friend groups, um, which is very small at the time. And try to like make this perfect person because I felt like if I was perfect then other people would want to like I would make more friends but now I realize that that was just a terrible way to live life because then I'm really hiding like a big part of myself and I'm not really showing like my own personality so um yeah I definitely did not have it figured out and I feel like it wasn't until like 28 that I really kind of like came into my own.
1: I relate to that so much. I relate to that so much. My uh, college and my early twenties were hard for that same reason where I was just looking at what I liked about other people. And I, what I've discovered now that I feel like I have a clearer view and I'm curious if you feel the same is it wasn't the qualities that I tried to reiterate from those people. It was actually that those people held a lot of confidence more often than not in who they were. And that was what I was trying and failing to recreate because – You didn't have any. I didn't have any.
2: Yeah, I think that was a big part because I didn't have any confidence. And kind of like what you said, the I feel like the qualities I looked at were confidence but also like – um which I guess this goes with confidence, but that person who walks in a room that everyone's just like, oh my God, like, so good to see you. Like, oh, did you know that so-and-so is doing this this weekend? Like the person that's kind of on everyone's mind, I always felt like, okay, that's the person I want to be. But like you said, that's the person with the most confidence, usually, not always. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that you can relate and I'm not the only one who was like that.
1: Definitely not. Uh, So since you were in that headspace, how did you – begin to share online what took you there Uh,
0: that's a good question
2: (laughs) yeah it's a very good question so I started out just sharing online as a hobby like just because I wanted to find people who were talking about weddings I was getting ready to be married and I couldn't find anyone who was talking about weddings so I was like well let me just start talking about weddings so people can get like an idea of what they should do for their wedding so it really started as a hobby not realizing like just the impact of like being online and like your voice being online. And um, so I just started talking about like weddings and decorations and stuff. And I really fell in love with like the community aspect. And so I started sharing on Instagram um, and then eventually like on TikTok and everything else, but that's where it started. But I feel like it evolved into what it is now, but in the middle, it was kind of like, okay, I'm not talking about like wedding decorations and weddings and stuff anymore because I'm married so what should I talk about? And really, I didn't really talk about or share anything. Like I remember one time this was probably a couple years after I'd been like sharing online. Someone was like, oh, my God, I never hear your voice. And it's so nice to like hear your voice. But it's because I was so afraid to like share my own thoughts. I would share like a lot of videos with like music overlays or like pictures with little like, you know, texts and stuff that people could read. Um so that's kind of how I started, and it's definitely evolved so much. And I am so proud of like where I've come, and I'm excited to see like ten years from now how I'll probably look back and be like, "Wow, she thought she was like grown then, and like look at her now." Um, but yeah, it started completely different than like where I am now.
1: Amazing. How did you fall into this? I really, when Caroline and I thought about having you on the podcast, we had a lot of conversations about that. From what we see of you online, which is obviously a you know small bit of what your entire existence is, we see a lot of really beautiful romanticizing of the day-to-day. And that's what we latched onto as wanting to hear more about. And I think that it's something our listeners want to know how to do. So how are you sharing that through your content but then also how are you practicing it just in your day to day without the online aspect
2: I think I started trying to focus on like romanticizing my day during a year that was like super hard for me like a couple years ago um like my family was going through something really hard and I felt like I was just like drowning and I was like I don't really know how to like feel better and I would wake up every day and just be like this is really hard tomorrow's gonna be really hard the day after that's gonna be really hard um and so I started slowly just like doing little things that I like and doing it more often because I would find that like every day I would wake up there was always something that was like hard because I was going through a hard time obviously um and I just started thinking, like, okay, every day there's going to be something hard that comes, but I'm not really adding in anything to, like, balance it out. So I started just, like, going outside to read, like, reading on a blanket or, like, reading by the lake. We live, like, on the water. So, like, that was something small for me because I like going outside anyway and I like to read And then I kind of started adding in like, okay, maybe I'll get like a coffee every other day. Or if I don't get a coffee, I'll like make a matcha at home, which takes a little time if you guys like matcha. Um, And just like adding in little things that I already love and I already like want to do, but just like making a point to do it every day. I feel like that's kind of where it started. But now it's just grown into like, I don't know, I feel like I'm just... I don't want to say just hanging out all day cuz obviously like I I'm working but literally right before we start podcasting I like went outside for like literally like 7 minutes. I was like okay, I have 10 minutes before we need to podcast. Let's go outside for like 7 minutes, just sit outside. Maybe my neighbors thought I was crazy or something cuz I went outside with a picnic blanket, put it down and literally 7 minutes later like picked it up and went back inside, but I just try to like add in as much as I can of like good that Can balance out the bad and then some days there isn't any bad so then it's just like my good meter's like really high so that's where it all started and now I just like snowball good into my day every day and it just I don't know it makes your life feel like a movie and I feel like before I was waiting for good things to happen and now I like make it happen myself and it doesn't feel abnormal for there to be a good day because I like know good's coming if that makes sense so That's kind of like where it started and where it is now. Wow. Um,
0: Yeah, Shaughnessy, I think we've said this on the podcast before, but Shaughnessy always, I mean, I don't know if you always read your book outside, but like I see content of that all the time. And I've never done that in my life, like maybe by the pool or like maybe. But um, when I did the 75 hard, I had to be outside every day. And I remember Shaughnessy put up a... Real, Maybe it was TikTok as well, but it was, like, the life-changing things you've seen of of just going outside and, again, me personally doing the 75 hard and seeing those changes, I'm like, I get the hype now. Like, not that I didn't, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, just being in the sunshine and, like, truly grounding yourself is, like, life-changing. And I think that also another thing to touch on is, like, you said – everyone has hard things like big or small. Everyone has a lot on their plate and sometimes it's just super heavy. And I feel like if someone looked at honestly all three of our content, like just blindly, you maybe would see like, Oh, like they have it all. Like Joe has kids and like, I have a cute boyfriend and a cute dog. And Shaughnessy has time to like read outside and hang out with her husband. And Yes, like we all do have those amazing things that we're so grateful for, but to like really be, I guess like the root of it is to be appreciative, like you said of it and like take the time even during the hard. And I love that. That's really beautiful.
2: Yeah, I get so many like friendships who will say, oh my gosh, like I wish I could have your life. And I wish I could say you're seeing like a portion of it. You're not seeing it all because There's so many other things that are going on that are extremely hard. But to me, I find that like the more I focus on the good, the more it just feels like prevalent, if that makes sense. Like when I start focusing on the bad, which is still there, whether I like focus on it or not. But whenever I focus on it, I feel like it just magnifies it almost. And I usually try to tell those friendships like, okay. you do have the ability to have the pieces of my life that you want which are usually like reading outside or you know people might see me like flying a kite I flew a kite the other day and realized that like as an adult I don't know I don't know how to put together a kite and I love kites I
1: I love kites like I think it's the most fun activity you just gave me an excuse to talk about kites and I'm jazzed (laughs) over here (laughs) kites underappreciated i think we need kite 2023 kite girl summer love it <laughs> kite
2: summer <of> <laughs> why why isn't that trending i was going to say there's so many like things that we don't use and maybe it's just like as a kid you just pick up all these like little different things and then as an adult you're like okay for fun i'm going to like watch tv or for fun you know it's like these right. specific things you think of that you should do for fun but like i bought a puzzle haven't used it yet i bought it like I don't know, four months ago. I'm get <laughs> also to a big but, puzzle like, there's... girly. <laughs> puzzles are fun. Um, but there's so many things that I feel like we don't utilize like for fun. And we just think like we need to do like adult things. And I'm using like quotes for people who obviously can't see. But like flying a kite is not something that just children should do. Like Joe said, kites are fun, puzzles are fun. Right. Um I love that. So yeah, I I feel like whenever I talk to those friendships who are like, I wish I could have your life. Usually they're seeing like the bits and pieces of me doing things that are fun or joyful. Um, and I always try to remind them like you have access to that. You just have to really, really, really be intentional. I don't want to say like you just have to make time because that sounds so easy when it's literally so hard. But it's so I feel hard. Like mm. It is. I- and I feel like being intentional is like what helps me. Like, go outside for seven minutes or go outside for five minutes. It doesn't have to be that long. Just like telling myself, like, it's really, you can make that three minutes or that five minutes, and being intentional about it is what makes it happen for me.
1: Well, and not dismissing it because, like you said, you had 10 minutes until we were recording this podcast. So you had seven minutes to get outside. Most people dismiss that and they sit on their phone and they scroll or, you know and instead choosing and making that choice to go outside and do something i've been trying to really limit my screen time especially since i just had my second kiddo and i'm so much happier when i am not putting myself into activities with tons of opinions and tons of people constantly i think that we live in a world where we take in communities beautiful communities beautiful But I think there is a line where community starts to make you feel lonely because you are around so many people and hearing so many opinions that you no longer feel that sense of fulfillment from it and instead feel overwhelmed.
2: Yeah. And I also feel like so many of us will, like I think about like TikTok or Instagram, will just like take everyone's thoughts and like you know you're like listening and seeing all these things and I feel like for me I emotionally take that on whether it's like good or bad um and so I've tried really hard on every platform to make like my file follow list so small and I have this like rule of thumb, which I think you guys are the first person I've ever told this to. Like my Ooh, rule wow. of thumb for Ooh, social we have media. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my rule of thumb is like if I can't message or text that person and be like, hey, can we like get coffee? It doesn't even have to be like within the month. It could just be within the next 10 years. Like if I don't feel comfortable to either ask them that or feel comfortable enough where I feel like they would respond as a friend and maybe they can't do it. But like, if I don't feel comfortable enough that they seem like a friend to me, then I am not following them. Um, And my, and that goes for literally anyone, creators for, I don't know. And I, I feel like it's helped me so much because when I take on the thoughts of my friends, it's so different for me when I like see things that are going on in their lives versus if I'm seeing a celebrity or seeing someone that feels like they're up here and I'm putting Mm -hmm. my hand above my head for anyone who's on a podcast um, and can't see it, but it feels so much different versus if it's a friend, I feel like I'm uplifting, I'm supporting, I'm, you know, if they're sad, I'm sad for them, but I'm going to see how I can help. It just seems like a little more real, if that makes sense. Um, Oh yeah. So yeah, that's my rule of thumb and it has like done me, very well to have a very, very small follow list. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
1: I like to get on Pinterest because there I don't know anything about the people and yeah. I can just make up beautiful stories all my own. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and scroll. I yeah. love that. And pin.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I create, I have a, a good friend that when we're together and we see people, we, as we people watch make up entire life narratives for people and I find a lot of joy in that. And so Pinterest is like my internet uh, equivalent. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, that's so fun. I've done that before too.
1: It's a uh, daydream. Yeah, exactly.
0: Love that. I was going to add, Shaughnessy, see you're at Enneagram 7, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so as a fellow Enneagram 7, and if you're listening this, and always, I don't know, seek out like um, – when the next celebration is, or when the next milestone is, I feel like I recently have learned this kind of, uh, are grown into it, I should say. But as someone that, you know, values fun or like is, has FOMO, um, how do you balance like feeling the need to fit in and be at everything while also like, Oh wait, I need to check in and love myself because I feel like a lot of people like maybe you're listening to this in your college and you're like well I want to go to all the functions but it's like again I didn't go to college so I don't know the answer but I'm like maybe there is a good balance and like maybe you could share if you have tips of how to find self-care in the like world of FOMO I guess
2: yeah one thing that helps me a ton is so just for some backstory I was a person who like every weekend was like gone, like taking a trip. Even if I didn't really like have the money at the time, like literally in college, I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going to be that girl who's on a plane, like, or trying to like be a part of everything. So I definitely, definitely understand that feeling of like FOMO and feeling like you need to be a part of everything. Now I feel like I get that same feeling of like excitement or like newness and joy or whatever in exploring my town and it sounds, I don't know, maybe it doesn't sound lame to someone else, but I feel like it sounds more lame than it actually is. And I grew up in this area and I like went to college in Missouri and then I ended up coming back. And it's wild how much I didn't realize was actually in this town. Like I had only been on the lake like once or twice in high school and I had never been downtown, like at all. I just stayed in our little like suburb area. And I feel like I was trying so hard to explore other places and, you know, travel and do all these things with friends. But I wasn't really like looking actually around me, like right in front of me. Um, And I was actually talking to someone the other day, and I was telling them how I went and went to this like ceramics place in town. They're like, Oh, my God, we have a ceramics place. And I'm like, Wait, didn't you grow up here? And they're like, Yeah, I didn't know we had one. And it's been here for like 20 years. And (laughs) I feel like what helps me not get that like FOMO feeling is literally being like, okay, what can I explore in my own town? Like, what can I see that's new or go to that I haven't been to in a while and like make it feel like that, you know, because like whenever you travel, I feel like you get that excitement that's like, right. it's new, it's fun. And I feel like you can get that as long as you're just like trying to seek out what's in front of you.
1: You know how on a lot of shows that are based in small towns, the there's tons of community you know I, I'm going somewhere with this <laughs> I promise but the shop owners will know the customers and the customers like can run an errand for whoever's in the shop because they know the person that works at the bank and the you know what I'm talking about like Gilmore Girls yes. or those kinds of shows I think we've lost that not on television and entertainment but in our real life and so when I hear you say talking to somebody who's lived there and they've never heard about the ceramics spot I know that for me like I find a little bit of joy being able to like if I'm wearing something from my friend Darcy's shop and somebody compliments it and I get to go this is my friend this is my friend and she has this really cool shop where she does really cool things and and you should go and I'm I'm proud of where I'm from and I'm excited to show you all the incredible people that go into making it so special mm-hmm Have you gotten to know a lot of the businesses that way since kind of taking this new intention?
2: Yes, I uh, get so many people who are really just excited that I share different parts of this town. And I also feel like those people who have lived here for a long time, some people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't see that. And then the other half are like, wow, there's still nothing to do. And that to me is just like, that's just your perspective because there's so much to do here. You're just not um, wanting to be a part of it. But I don't know. I feel like um, I get a lot of people who will also look at this town and they'll say, like, I wish I could live there. It looks beautiful. And Literally, there's probably like 80% of people who live here who do not enjoy living here. And I think it's a large part of just people who they don't like look at what's in front of them and actually like find joy in it. They're like trying to travel to other places. So back to the FOMO, like if you're having FOMO, truly, like just look at your own town. I promise there's small businesses that you can support. There's you said your friend's name is Darcy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's Darcy if you're in Arkansas. or Yeah, right. um, exactly. There's a lot of small businesses that I feel like don't get the same hype. And it's interesting how when I go to San Diego or I go to Texas, I want to find the small businesses. So, like, I also want to do the same thing in my own town. Um, So that, yeah, that helps with the FOMO. Love that.
1: It's interesting when I travel and I, I hear from people so often when I travel. They're like, we don't have those here. We don't have, like, we don't have boutiques. We don't have, like, cool artisan shops. We don't have... And I have yet to be to a place that that's true. Right. I mean, unless it's a really, a very, very small town, I have seen it be true in like a one-stop light town. But even then, it's rare that I don't find somewhere.
2: And even still, so I'm thinking of like some of the things that people will say like online specifically. Um, cause I feel like there's so much small town pride when you come from a really small town. Like my husband's from a town of 600 people. And wow. so like, when I'm like, I'm from a small town, they're like, um, you're not from a small town. Like I'm from a small town. So <laughs> for people who are from towns of like a thousand or less, maybe you only have a stop sign in your town or whatever. I still feel like there's joy in, joy in that. I just feel like you have to really, really look for it. And maybe you don't have like 15 boutiques, but I can... I can promise you, probably have somebody's restaurant, and maybe they close on Mondays at like two o'clock, or they're only open two days a week. But like, there's probably something that you can support that is local.
0: Okay, so.
2: (laughs) I can actually. I feel like we need to set a scene because I feel like there's no way
1: that that smoothly transitions. No, not at all. Setting a scene. We are recording uh, wherever we left off. We don't know where we left off anymore because. Things have been chaos because suddenly Shaughnessy's audio just, Caroline's phone broke. I think it's my phone, yeah. Yeah. We're going to blame it on mine. Pretty much. Um, But now we're back. (laughs) And Caroline and I slammed an entire bag of pretzels in that time.
0: Yeah. Because we have not eaten today. But that's okay. Because that's bad. Don't not eat, people. Yeah, that is not okay. Why did I say that was okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you were saying it's okay.
0: Uh, Okay. But bad example. All righty. Okay. Okay. So Shaughnessy, I want you to give your number one tip, no pressure, <laughs> on people that live in smaller towns like let's just say seventy thousand or less, let's just say hundred thousand or less that are have the attitude of there's nothing to do here, I always want to escape how what's your best piece of advice to find what they? can do in their town or find, you know, their happy spot or have joy in the moment. That's like a three question question.
1: <laughs> that was ask- maybe the worst interview question I've ever heard, but <laughs> I asked
2: you to no. give one answer.
1: You can no, give more good, than one good. answer.
2: No, it's good. I for me, and I can't say what'll work for anyone else, but for me, what's worked is like going to what I already love. So like, I love reading books. Like I could talk about books for 10 million hours. So like going to bookstores, reading books outside, um, just doing things that like surround books has made me really enjoy my town, and so I feel like if you are having a hard time figuring out what you like love about your town, gravitate towards what you already love. So if you like getting outside, maybe see if there 's like natural trails or see if there 's like a hike i don 't know where you live, I live in the midwest and it 's completely flat, so there 's only nature trails. Um, but just gravitate towards what you love already, because I feel like that will kind of guide you in the right direction when it feels like there's absolutely nothing, because there is something, you just have to really look for it.
1: Yeah, love it. I also want people to look at their town's websites I know that sounds ridiculous because people are like, they don't know what they're talking about, but they do <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because every business that operates has to have a business license and, you know, works legally through your local government. So a lot of times they have awesome sites that feature some of those businesses that you can check out just as a note.
2: And I also think about like when we travel other places, for me, the first thing that I look at is like the Instagram of like the city or whatever, or the town, or I'll look at like TikToks of like what people have said, places to go, or I'll look at like the website that has like, you know, tons of stuff on it. And I feel like, why don't we do that for our own places where we live when we would do it for wherever else we go. So that's a great, great idea.
1: A hundred percent. Love it. Uh Okay. The other big shift that I've seen in your content has been in talking about friendships and adult friendships. And so I want to kind of dive into that because I think that's a question we hear repeatedly from our listeners is, how the heck are you making friends as a grownup? Making friends is
2: hard, but I don't feel like it's as hard as we make it out to be. I feel like one thing that I've learned because now I feel like I'm at the point where I feel like I have a good amount of friends and I want to really like um, uh, give into those friendships, like pour more into those friendships versus like building out more friendships, if that makes sense. Um, But what has helped me make friends is doing things alone. And it sounds probably wild to like go places by yourself, but it is like – I can't even tell you how many times people come up and will like just talk to me, or they'll be like, Hey, what book are you reading? or Hey, what's a good coffee to order at a coffee shop? And they'll just be more comfortable to like say something versus if I'm in like a group of four other girls or three other girls. So that's one thing. Like try doing things by yourself. And I feel like that's a super easy way to make friends. And also, the second thing is to join like some kind of like group or club. Which I mean, we're not kids anymore, so we're not in like Girl Scouts and stuff. But there still are like groups and clubs available to us that I feel like we don't use. Like at my library, we have um, free like knitting, quilting. I don't do like any of those things, which would be super fun to do. But they have like those like artsy types of groups there, and that would be a great way to make friends or go to a book club. Um, I feel like if you utilize the things that are already there and like set up for you, you're going to find people who like stuff that you already like. So if you're going to like a knitting group, you're going to find 20 women or men who also like knitting. Um, Like I recently started going to a community. Well, not recently. It was three years ago. But to a gym. To a. To time flies. But to a gym that has like classes, and I went to a gym before that didn't have classes, and now I go to a gym that has classes, and everyone in the class is like, just so nice super fun we'll get like breakfast together or sometimes we'll do stuff on the weekends um so those are like the top two things that will help you make friends and you'll get to a point I promise you where you're like okay I need to like not add any more in because like it I feel like once you get friendships the next step is like you have to be intentional about actually making time for them and hanging out with them which is also a hard thing Mm -hmm. so I uh I think that you also have to think about before you go into like building friendships, you have to think like, do I have the time to pour into it? Because it's easy to be like, I want someone to do like, you know, fun things with on the weekend or like go to the farmer's market. But I feel like more of what friendship is, is like being there for them or checking in with them. And that can be very hard to do when you're really busy.
0: Love that. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, maybe my generation, I can speak for us, but I think we are really bad about like uh, having the mindset of, oh, everything happens like naturally or organically or we don't have to try that hard. And like either in romantic relationships or not, I feel like everyone... I don't know, romanticizes like the meat cue or like romanticizes everything falling in naturally. But I love how you pointed out like, no, just do it alone. Like you're going to have fun anyways. And it's something you already enjoy if it's yoga, if it's reading books. And then it's like then you meet these people and it's like, oh, well, now we're besties.
1: All I'm thinking about is how local libraries are underhyped. Seriously. Those staffs work so hard to put together things for their community. It's literally the whole point of your community library is to cultivate community and create a space that is good for you to go to support your local libraries, Mm. go to them, go to the classes, our local library, like our town's not that big. It's what 70,000 is the population Mm -hmm. of where I live, Caroline and I don't live in the same town, but Caroline (laughs) grew up in the town I live in. Yeah. And our local library is so cool yeah it's beautiful and so when you said that i was like yes the library Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and it's like there's so many things that i feel like we literally do not think about like i mean even me like i love books and sometimes i legit forget to go to my own library and i'm like that's a whole community of people who also love books and they're probably studying in there or you know they're at the computers or like whatever um so, yeah, utilize what's already there for you because I feel like that's one of the easiest ways to make friends because you don't really have to do very much because it's already like a space that's created for you.
1: Right. Yeah. Completely. I I You can get your library card. I'm very proud of my library card. Aren't all library cards free or did I make that
2: up? I think no, it's a they're public free. Library. Yeah. As long as you don't um, live like outside of the libraries, like jurisdiction or whatever and i think it's like 90 bucks or 50 bucks if you live outside of it but most people live near like a a library
1: yeah love yeah i don't know we're not talking enough about (laughs) you know we're not
2: talking enough about libraries
1: and we're not talking enough about kites yeah (laughs) kite girl summer and library girl summer (laughs) yeah i'm like granny girl summer literally (laughs) yeah why
0: aren't we doing the knitting club also if you live in northwest arkansas um, I don't know if I've said this, but we just opened like a pet resource center if you're into pets. And basically they go there um they're trying to end no-kill shelters. Anyways, I'm getting somewhere, I promise. And they have this whole schedule and it's literally like down to the T of like if you lost a pet, you can go to like a grieving session and like a grieving circle or you can knit with kittens or you can like Make dog blankets and, like, all this stuff. I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I love dogs. So even That's if fun. it's, like, your local shelter, like, it doesn't need to be this pet resource center like we have. If you're listening, like, anything like that. Anything too. you can get involved think- in.
2: I even think about like dog parks like everything that you're saying I feel like is making me think of something else it's like I've not been to a dog park in so long and maybe you don't want to take your dog to a dog park that's fine some people don't but like there's so many people who are in that space who love dogs like why would I not go to a dog park and try to like not that you're gonna go there like shopping for friends but like that's an easy place to connect with people who also love dogs.
1: Well, and I feel like I talked to so many people that their barrier to entry is the cost of things, you know, they're like, well, that's too expensive. That's out of my budget. Totally valid, you know, but these are not things that are high dollar. If you live within the city limit, the library is free. Taking your dog to the dog park is whatever, you know, you have to pay to get there, yeah. you know, transportation. Like these are very accessible things and ways to cultivate relationships.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing, too,
1: like, um, since having Frankie,
0: there's, like, obviously not a lot of Dalmatians, but I can tell you this for a fact that I'm friends with every single person in our town that has a Dalmatian. Like, we're besties. Our dogs are besties. We're besties. Because it's, like, that's so, like, such a community. And I think other dog breeds do that, too. I'm sure they do. Like, oh, my gosh, like, our little Chihuahuas are, like, even if it's a local shelter dog, like, you know, just dog
1: dog i love dogs dog dog people yeah i love it uh how's the house
2: (laughs) oh my god don't ask (laughs) (laughs) i'm for anyone who does not know me i am renovating a lake house the lake is beautiful and that is the biggest part that i love about it Um, great love that yeah the renovation process is difficult because finding contractors and all that stuff is hard, but I feel like one thing I really going back to like what I was saying about trying to focus on the good, I was telling my husband the other day I'm like, no matter what else like happens and what does or doesn't get done in this house, like we live in a lake house, so like even if half the house is like not finished and it's not how we want it to be like we walk into our backyard and the lake is right there. So I don't know. I feel very, very grateful. It is not finished and there's a lot to do, but it's definitely something I'm still grateful for.
1: Love that. I uh, enjoy the lake on such a deep level. So I just love that you've chosen that for your home.
2: Yeah, we love it. We've made a lot of memories, too. Like, I feel like every night we're, like, going out watching the sunset or, like, grilling and just, like, being outside. It's very nice.
1: Do you uh, host a lot for friends then?
2: Yeah. So what I was saying, I could talk about friendship for all day long, honestly, (laughs) because I feel like when I was younger, I really struggled to make friends. And so I wish I had had someone to be able to be like, here's a guide to, like, how to make friends and how to, like, cultivate relationships and, like, whatever. But I host a lot and I feel like I have pulled back a little on hosting because I found that in hosting, I was hanging out with a lot of my friends, but I wasn't able to like get the individual time with each one. So I still do. But before I used to, by before, I mean like, I don't know, four months ago, um, I would have girls over every Monday and we would watch like The Bachelor and like, you know, someone would bring popcorn, someone would bring pizza and we'd all just kind of like bring food and like talk and watch The Bachelor. But I would find that, like, we were all talking, but we weren't really connecting as much as I wanted to. So now I feel like I hang out with friends in, like, twos or threes, like, max. And it is a little bit better, I think, for actually, like, being very intentional with, like, getting to know each friend. Um, So, yeah, I definitely do host a lot, but I also will do, like, a lot of one-on-one, too. Love that.
1: That's awesome. I... uh am not a good host. So I've been, I, I watch <laughs> your content and take it in and the beautiful things that you do. I, I feel like really, you do
2: such a good job. I saw you hosting your family. That looks so like, so well done.
1: It was chaotic. It was chaotic. <laughs> the oven did stop working. No, it was, it was oh good. Uh, but I really enjoy and appreciate watching people do that. And I think that that's a really good insight of, what would you uh leave anybody listening with? Like what advice would you leave them with if they're in their 20s season?
2: Um I feel like I've said this on like other podcasts and I say it often on my like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and stuff. Like you don't have to listen to anything I say, you don't have to listen to anything Joe says, Caroline, anyone. I feel like you have a lot of the answers that you want or need already. And I feel like I'm thinking back to my 20 year old self. I feel like I was constantly like listening to everyone else and trying to figure out the world and life and like the next steps from everyone else. But everyone else has like their own journey. And I feel like honestly the yeah, we're all trying to figure out like no one knows what they're doing. Like I mean, I'm just a person who's sitting on a bed right now with a mic telling people like my life experience. But like it doesn't make me any more or less like of a great person or having like the best life because I'm telling you the information. So don't feel like you're behind or don't feel like you don't know enough or don't feel like whatever you're feeling that may be negative because I feel like sometimes we take in so much information that we don't really listen to ourselves. So the biggest thing I would say is just like, listen to yourself. You probably have a lot of the answers that you feel like you're looking for already don't stop listening to Middle Ground because Middle Ground is great, but um, just don't take on too much of other people's opinions agree. because you're doing just fine. Like, you're, And you can you're stop okay. listening
1: to Middle Ground if it's going to make you get out of that space in your head. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, we give you
0: permission. We, yeah, you have
1: the <laughs> utmost permission. Uh, no, I just want to note that because I, I think that we live in this world where everybody's trying to always keep you engaged with them and I I never want to be that space on the internet. I want people to know that they can come and go as they need to.
2: Yeah, and I feel like I like when I share, I always try to let people know like I I could have a completely different opinion tomorrow. Like I'm just a human that is talking and talking a lot of my thoughts, but it doesn't make me this, like, super wise or like knowledgeable person just because I'm sharing it with you. If you agree with it or if you like want to follow some of the advice, that's great. But like, if you don't, that's okay too, because it doesn't, I mean, it's just my life experience and you're going to have, your you have own to find journey. what
1: resonates with you.
2: Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I totally get it. Okay. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you, because like we said, As we're getting to the end of our time together, everybody needs to go find you online. Yes. All the places. So my
2: podcast is called Love You Most. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like all the little things that you can listen on. I also have an Instagram and a TikTok with like a lot of the sounds. So if you want to like save things that I've talked about or if you want to share it with your friends – there's that. And then on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, you can find me at Shaughnessy Schroeder, which is a mouthful. So it's spelled S-H-A-W-N-A-C-I. Schroeder is S-C-H-R-O-E-D as in dog, E-R. Thank you, my husband, for that last name. Cause <laughs> I think it's that's so cute. <laughs> I love Thank an you. alliteration. What
0: was your maiden name? I don't even small, know. Small.
2: So it was a little smaller because it was S-M-A-L-L, just small. So, Shaughnessy Small, but yeah, now it's even also an alliteration. Was, yeah,
1: it. <laughs> an alliteration. Yeah, I love it. An alliteration queen. Look
2: at you. Thank you.
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful we had you here. And
0: yeah, I think, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode and you're listening, please share. And um, thank you again, Shaughnessy, for being on. We love you the
2: most. Bye. And thank you guys. Bye. Bye.